Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may be on planet Earth. This is Henry Samuel Weinreich, your host on Henry and Friends Live podcast right around the world. Wherever you might be right now, make sure that you grab a seat, a sofa, possibly a cup of tea or coffee, and if it's the right time and the right age group, possibly a cocktail, sit back and relax because we have an extraordinary episode for you today. If you are returning visitors, welcome again. And if this is your first time visit to Henry and Friends Live Podcast, we love your interaction. We welcome you warmly. And the whole concept is for you to join in, for interact, to interact. Additionally, don't forget, if you miss the live version, we have the entire library now all put up on Henry and Friends Live YouTube. So there's many ways you can catch us. And you can catch us now and, of course, on video on demand. Now, before I start, we always like to do the countdown. And our guests today come live from Calgary in Canada, Alberta, to be, in, uh, to be exact. It is exactly there, 3.30 in the afternoon on a Saturday. It is 5.30 p.m. in New York City on a Saturday, which makes it 11.30 p.m., almost midnight in Greenwich Mean Time. And that makes it 7.30 a.m. on a Sunday in Tokyo. And that makes it right here, live, coming to you from our broadcasting headquarters on Henry and Friends Live at 8.30 a.m. on a gorgeous sunny Sunday morning. Um, the birds are singing, the sky is blue, and it makes for a perfect introduction to the entire show. So we have got a really fantastic show in for uh, today. Uh, what I want to say is make sure you're comfortable because we are going to be starting the show in exactly, I'll tell you when, <laughs> five seconds. Here we go. Wherever you are on the globe, thank you so much for joining us. Um, we have got the birds singing and shining today in Sydney, Australia, wherever you are. It's an absolute pleasure to welcome you yet again to one of our episodes. What I think is so interesting about our show is the fact that you join in and together we travel into the shoes of our actual guests um, as we discover insights into really hot topics that really impact upon us. Um, today, the topic is actually going to be the hottest shopping trends of 2021. Now, that does impact on billions of people. And of course, it's a privilege for us to talk about shopping for those that can afford it, those are in the circumstances. But that is the topic that we've actually chosen today. Now, interestingly enough, when you do a little bit of research, and we've had fantastic fun with Christiane and Peter, who are going to be live in about 72 seconds, um, is the fact that when you read about shopping, we all have this intuitive thought that actually it's all about online. Now, that's not actually incorrect because according to Forbes.com, 27% of the entire country of the United States of America by 2023 will be purchasing online. However, you actually have to go a little bit deeper into those facts. And by the way, all this article is down below in our broadcasting uh, information in a comment box. And what they actually say in deeper reading, when you get the microphone out, sorry, the microscope out, is an actual fact there is a surge back 
a surge back led by our famous Gen Z, who we had a show of last week, for one thing and one thing only. They are coming back on a brick and mortar experience for community, for immersion, for the experience that we as adults had, they want the return to that. Now, interestingly enough, our guests today are pretty extraordinary. They are actually in-store shopping experts. They are consultants to other stores um, that want to understand how to create this new age, the retail voyager we're called apparently, ladies and gentlemen. And it's extraordinary what they've done in the middle of the pandemic they took what obviously we know has been a real a real issue because can you imagine when it comes to retail, it's all touch, isn't it? It's all touch points. And they've turned it around with an extraordinary um, fusion into their business. They've expanded it. The interaction has changed. And before I speak more lyrical things, and before we meet Christiana and Peter live from Calgary, Canada, I think it's only worth to just set the tone by having a little introduction to these powerhouses of in-store shopping experience. Let's That doesn't put you in the mood for really finding out a little bit more from these experts in Calgary, Canada. I think I'd be mistaken. Introducing, first of all, Christiana. Welcome to the show, Christiana. How are you? Fabulous. Fabulous. How are you? Well, it's interesting because you told me um, in the green room, as we always do the traditional famous preparation, that you choose to be fabulous. What do you mean by that? I think that it's really important every day when you wake up to chat a little bit with yourself and dictate how your day is going to go. So my day is going to go fabulous. That's what I say to myself every morning. Well, I uh, thank you very much for that positive concept. But do you stay positive? What's the degrees exactly right now in Calgary, Canada? <laughs> it's, it's, it's raining, but it's normally snowing. So I feel like we've come out ahead. <laughs> I love that. Talking about coming out ahead, here's another one, the person that you work with. Peter, hello. Hi, Henry. Hi, Christiana. Hello. <laughs> I tell you what, you've got the perfect backdrop. I was talking about off air that I really have to do something. I've got backdrop envy at the moment. <laughs> Amazing. So, so Peter, um, you also obviously work in conjunction with Christiana. And um, what is your outlook before we started this show? Um, people, there's a lot of stores closed. There's a lot of depression when it comes to retail. What was it like for you when the pandemic started for you and Christiana? And what was your attitude? How did you approach what obviously has become a shrinking market in many ways? Well, I think it was uh, safety first for, for our friends and, and our staff. And so we did close about a week early. 
And then we had some meetings and about a week into it, uh, we looked at each other and uh, went down to our operation, which is a 14,000 square foot building and um, started to do uh, a massive renovation, massive. And we had all these concepts that were kind of on the back burner and we started to put them into play. Uh, can I ask both of you, I mean, a massive renovation when you didn't even know how we were going to come out of this pandemic. We'll get into the details of your business in a moment. That's all totally touching. Your whole business is reliant on, you know, foot traffic and also the retail experience. I mean, didn't that sort of like, you know, did you have sleepless nights basically? I, I think that whenever you're running a business, I think that you have sleepless nights because you think about, you're thinking about the future. What does the future hold? And I think that for both of us, we looked at each other and we wanted to, to, to decide what the future held for us. And what it held for us was being able to be uh, multifunctional. So we were thinking about the retail aspect, but we were also thinking about it in terms of an event space. Um, and all the different things that it could be for different people and, and being multifunctional. Stripping back the onion layers, stripping Sorry, back good. the onion layers to make it more genuine. And what is that genuine experience going to be for everyone coming in the store? So one minute, but you used the word onion layers. Did I hear that right? You did. <laughs> That's <laughs> a Canadian it's word. It's interesting analogy because in actual fact, Onions is a two-way sword. Like in Israel, they call um, women there and men there a sabra because, like, on the outside it's prickly, on the inside it's sweet. Similarly, the onion uh, analogy is basically quite a few tears in the beginning, <clears throat> excuse me, and then later on it's the sweet fruit. Is that how you felt? Like, was it really – tell me some of the tough times. We're going to get in uh, in a moment for all of those who are joining us about um, the fact of what actually Peter and Christiana did so we're going to hold off for a moment and actually bring their words into practice. But the question is, you know, we can make light of it now. It's in hindsight. But how difficult was it? Seriously. It was really difficult. I think that uh, for me personally, I'm not a giant risk taker. Um, I like to take very calculated risks. But I think that everyone was going, how can you calculate anything at this point? So I think that the truth is, is that we really led with love um, and we had to really reach deep within ourselves to think about what the next chapters could be. And let's hope that it's going to be that way. <laughs> it's and the whole reconnection aspect. Yeah. The reconnection aspect. So can I ask you, and I, I have to ask you point blank and honesty at Henry and Friends Live podcast is what we are famed for where we sort of uh, you know when you're doing through the, the the onions was it really love first or was it money first uh, absolutely love first and it was a reconnection and a rediscovery of who we are and what our expression is and how we value you know our core people that are employed with us how we value that customer experience and taking that and making it the center of everything and throwing out those concepts from past days where it's just gowns and racks and and it's meaningless, there's no meaning to it and it's cluttered and it doesn't make you feel anything. It's, it's interesting because I think if anything, we've really sort of, the, I think people are, are gun shy, aren't they? They're shy of too many crowds, insincerity, you know, face value. Um, and I suppose you lead the way because let's get real. 
um, and we've discussed this uh, over the week while we've been, you know, conscientiously preparing this this interview, is you're really ruled by the consumer. It's almost like they call them the retail voyager. And so really your business is contingent on the stroke of the keyboard instantly with regard to reviews. So how brutal is it out there, guys? It's been a complete 180. I mean, we get amazing reviews because people are feeling those experiences and feeling that genuineness. And, and in, in, in times like this, they are really, really wanting this experience that fills their hearts and their families' hearts. No doubt about it. I mean, what's your, I mean, but come on, don't like, I, you know, I've done retail too, right? And maybe I'm not resilient enough. Um, my sister, Michelle Roth, um, a bridal wedding gown designer, uh, who I understand you're doing some business with uh, in New York City. Um, you know, I, Michelle and obviously both of you were resilient to it. How do you build a resilience to somebody saying, look, just not happy? Do you actually go behind the scenes and actually replicate that, Christiana? Yeah, I mean, I think that one of the most important things to remember about reviews is at first people started to look at them in, in a negative light, like, oh my gosh, our business is being reviewed by the customer. But I think that Peter and I went and looked at it like it was instant feedback into how we're doing and what we're doing. So how can we be awesome at what we are doing so that we are getting, you know, great feedback instantly from customers you have to turn around the situation to look at it from the customer's point of view too right i think that we've all been out in a retail aspect or a restaurant aspect and you know no one wants to purposely be negative and i think that from that point of view we go how can we be awesome what can we do to make this amazing for a customer well that that's your right it's really turning on the face i suppose it is a new world and with all the, the horror, it also brings a realignment. People, uh, in, you know, I, I really see this on a day-to-day -day basis. People are just, in a way, friendlier on the streets. People are a little bit more, they just, you know, a friend of mine in Newcastle, Donna Harris, who I actually studied law with, she said, you know what, I'm just going to do what I want to do. I, I'm just, I, I just I, forget the facades, not that she was a facade person to start with, very down to earth. We studied together. That's a whole other episode. But the, the, the point was, you're right. You have to take this not as a um, a negative, but you have to take it as a positive. And I think that's really, really interesting. Something I think we can all learn because we are often defensive. I'm just going to take you back to the uh, offspring for a moment because this next show, you ladies and gentlemen, that is you, Christiana, you, Peter, and all of us joining from around the globe, this is going to be the first time we have done an actual women's panel. And it's going to be called Hot Ticks. Uh, hot Chicks, no. It's going to be called Hot Topics. Let me get that right. Um, so we're having, for the very first time, a panel that we are actually going to be uh, talking about what's happened in 2021. Uh, the things that are positive, we're going to talk about sustainability. We're going to talk about, um, you know, food conservation. We're going to talk about the surge back to hairdressers. We're definitely going to be talking about consumerism. So I really want you to join us next weekend. We have in Miami, Miami, Florida, the gorgeous Hannah Littman. We are going to have from the fabulous, sparkling city of Sydney, Australia, the gorgeous Ballina G, our property um, expert. And we're going to have from Melbourne, Melb on, 
Victoria, the fabulous fashion expert, Lucy Larita, that's all going to be sitting on our ladies panel and we're going to be chit-chatting. It's going to be quite extraordinary. But before I chit-chat anymore, I'd really like to just bring you back to Christiana and Peter. It is now almost uh, 14 minutes more to the end of this show. Thank you so much for your comments and your interactions. Um, the most important thing is so far we've learned for all of you that have just hopped in and joining us or you're just now downloading the show that it's about integrity, it's about sincerity. When it comes to retail, the, the, the retail voyager can smell you out a mile. They are, uh, they are in the, the consumer seat. They direct and they really ensure the face, if you like, of the retail experience. But if you really want to see what Christiana and Peter have done, in their multi-experience uh, in-store extravaganza, I think that sometimes picture tells a thousand words. We're going to be back with our special guest from Calgary, Canada, live coming in to our studio. But here and now, sit back, relax, because this is going to blow you out of your seats. Buckle up. Sorry, I had a momentary little, you know, they call it in Yiddish a plutz, you know, like you just get really overwhelmed with the vision and the images. Um, and before I come on, some really interesting comments, one from Jeffrey Alvin. So I told my guests that in actual fact, it's not a show without Jeffrey, without Lucy from Melbourne. Jeffrey's in, in New Jersey. My sister, Michelle Roth, is here from New York. Um, Rubina in London um, and many other fantastic uh, guests that we have here uh, audience of, as well, just Tanya Graham in rural Victoria, Donna Harris, as I told you, from Newcastle, Nadine Jones from the Northern Territory, Anthony Roberto, who and I did Project Runway Australia, and lots of other viewers that are now new for us uh, that are coming in. But this has to be, um, I'm going to pop my guests back on, because as I told you, Jeffrey's in the house, uh, <laughs> and it's as follows. Uh, coming out of COVID, um, and a couple years of great interest and connections to social justice and equality, did community and inclusion have a place in your decision for your revision and new opportunities to reach customers? So that's a really interesting question. Besides the love, did inclusion fuel some of your decisions and how? I think it's pretty awesome because uh, we're fortunate enough to live in Canada and uh, Canada is very inclusionary at its core. And yes, inclusion is always a bar that can move and expand and people can always understand other people better. Um, you know, on the pathway to love, which is part of our industry. Um, so yeah, that's how we feel about it. Inclusion's always been integral. 
You know, the, the fact, because I visited, um, you know, Canada, and um, I just, you know, I know you probably, it, it's par and course, but to me, and responding to Jeffrey from the host perspective, my perspective, when you have a country that encourages two languages to be spoken, to start with, competing languages, by the way. <laughs> we, you know, and, and I mean, you're right. I mean, when you see the video, it's everybody included. What about um, body types? What's your view? So I think that it's really important. Um, you know, I do a lot of the purchasing for the store, and I think that it's really important to open your mind to so many different possibilities uh, for sizes and styling and really try to have the gamut. We're very lucky because we have a, a large store that we're able to provide for everyone. And I think that when Peter and I went to go and you know expand on what we were doing, we really went and thought about it from the perspective of who is our customer. And our customer is literally everyone. <laughs> That's, that's very, very interesting. Can I ask you, because, you know, there's one uh, furphy that comes up in retail, and I hear this from a lot of my audience, and that is, well, such and such a brand does from zero, Australian, American, Canadian, doesn't matter what, we know zero is tiny, yes. to maybe 12. So from what size to what size can you accommodate brides? Um, we can go up to a size 36 with some of our brands. And I think that that's always important. And it's something that I think about when I'm choosing different designers that we have, um, that I look to see that we're not excluding anyone, right? Uh, absolutely. And I have to get to the core of this as well, because I really want in the last eight minutes to just dovetail into some of your principles and um, how you expanded your, your business, not just um, in the core product, which is obviously bridal gowns, but also you've created an event space, you've created a gallery, you're now actually consulting to, to others. But we talk about ethics and we know that the consumer drives it, uh, the retail voyager, and they re research everything. Can I ask you both, do you actually research the ethics of your company? Have you actually said, look, you've got great gowns, but I'm afraid not for us, I mean, you don't say it in front of their face, but you <laughs> made the decision because you're Canadian and you're super diplomatic. Um, but can I ask you, do you say to talk to each other and say, not our ethics and, and, and why? Uh, we've lost tens of thousands of dollars, uh, by making choices that weren't economically based and, uh, we're happy about it because, uh, values start with the core and they emanate out. And it's like in today's world, when you have a staff of 25 people and they come into work, they're looking to you. Uh, for what you have to offer to them. It's not simply employment. It is creating an environment where your values and how you lead, and as Christiana said early, leading with love, um, it, it, it just emanates out from the organization. When you let rotten things in and, and, and you do it for money, at the end of the day, it just erodes everything. You know, one of, the, one of the biggest things that I want to say, just from a sales you know point of view and one of the main points that I always talk to all of our stylists about and everybody that's coming into our store is that by doing the right thing by the customer, things happen, sales happen. You're never going to, you know, ram something down someone's throat in this day and age of retail. That's not how it works. You can't do those types of things. You shouldn't do those types of things. 
and, and, it's, and I think that I think honestly, if anything drives the world at the moment, it's what you're discussing, which is basically ethical consumerism, ethical looking at things. Can I ask you something uh, which we didn't really cover while we were doing our copious amounts late at night till midnight discussing your business and reading up on Forbes and Wall Street Journal, which is one of my favorites. But can I ask you, um, with the decisions that you make, do you actually look at sustainability? Is that something that that you know you're have you started introducing to your business decision making? That's a good question. And of course, sustainability and how how people who create and how they view what they create and the value that they put into their creation creates sustainability. There's junk. Like if you go into David Jones store, you can <laughs> literally no name. walk through <laughs> there oh sorry no names but i mean no, as no. an example any Very large proud like david jones as we know <laughs> it's not about sustainability because they have eight thousand of the same pair of pants that doesn't sell that nobody wants and right. so right. focusing in on what it is that the customer is going to value and you know in a, a wedding dress is a one use thing but it is a forever memory and they take that with them and they shouldn't want to get rid of the gown after they wear it. They should want to keep that as a keepsake well, for that time five, place. With five minutes to go, it's really interesting because this is one of the key points that I read through which we all share this uh, article, and that was about personalization. You have a really interesting point there. You're right. You have the one sample, which you then sell in, sell in a sample sale. So that's used. That's taken from a product that's been utilized. And then you're right. You order off that one sample. So in actual fact, your business model role is actually super sustainable because that's what it's about. Totally. And, you know, with the formal wear side of things, you know, people, gentlemen come in and they rent a tux because it's just one day and they're not going to need that tux. Yeah, in it's interesting. Talking about um, um, uh, as we have four minutes to go, I told you it would rush by. Uh, can I ask you, um, you know, what did your store look like before you started? <laughs> and what products do you have now besides taking uh, exquisite care of brides across Canada? By the way, my understanding is you are the largest in Alberta, right? And probably other provinces. We're the largest yeah. in Canada. Sorry, say that again? We're the largest in Canada. My God, I didn't, read that, I didn't read that in the fine print. I do apologize. What an absolute <laughs> omission. I, congratulations. I, 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 I'm not surprised. But can you tell me? Um, in like amount of 60 seconds, what it looked like before, and not that there was any disparity between that and, you know, dis uh, bad comments, but what it looked like before. And besides now, if I'm to walk into your experience, which we saw as a visual, what are the things that I, as a retail voyager, what is my consumer escapism coming into your, into your in-store, uh, you know, uh, fantasy? Well, I think that we thought a lot about this when we were going to create a beautiful, glamorous world for our customers. I think that that's where we were headed. So we did the bones of the business, which is always the heart of the business, which is the people, uh, you know, the, the merchandise that you have, and then creating a space where it was totally different and unique from other places. I didn't want it to be, you know, cookie cutter. I think that um, people want to be wowed when they walk into a space. So that's where we kind of led with renovating the space. Lots of surprises in every corner. I mean, just 
we took the opportunity to get rid of all retail racking, to get rid of the conventions of what you see in a retail bridal store or any retail for that matter. And we looked at the space as a whole and and turned it into uh, where there's a surprise around every corner that just blows people away. Well, it's interesting because you sent me a, a, a mind-blowing image um, as we were going through the archives of this interview. Um, and I'll tell you one that really sticks with me. Maybe it has nightmares connotations as well, but the one of, we call them dummies in Australia, but mannequins, right? And this poor mannequin that didn't quite make the grade. And you've got, you're both there taking pictographs and selfies with this mannequin, but it represented really the, from the soul out, you know, um, just for all our viewers that, that have to understand the experiences there, there's uh, gallery openings, there's event spaces, there's uh, the largest store in Canada, which is a, a huge accolade. There is bridal experiences par excellence. You actually ask your bride to put a fee in where they get gifts afterwards. It's serious experience. You can't look after tire kickers. Um, out of all of those things and the touch, which of course is of great interest to me as I don't wear frocks at the moment, my fluidity is not as fluid as others. And don't forget the in-store runway, Henry. The in-store runway. How can I forget? The theater. You just you just went right by that. <laughs> I, 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 you know what? I have. A few, I am remiss in some of my interviewing, and that is right. The runway, and also, do you still make the? Because we were laughing about this off air. Do you still make the quadruple macchiatos? <laughs> if needed. If needed. If needed. If needed. Um, I'm going to actually invite you off screen for a moment because we're actually rounding up. We're actually ten seconds past our advertised show and don't forget next weekend we have hot topics with our female panel um, from miami melbourne and sydney um, but i'm going to ask my guests to come back on and if there is one thing that they could leave us with um, as far as advice on how to approach the world how uh, to approach life uh, in in general i'm going to invite peter on first Peter, <laughs> thinking, <laughs> what's your, uh, that looks like a really famous Italian statue, by the way, somewhere yeah. in the Milano, Spagna. Um, can you tell me of the things that you'd like to leave our audience in a few words? What's the experience of life that you'd like to leave us with today? I think um, this is a very easy one to say and harder to do is to, um, you know, elevate, to really connect with yourself. And, you know, regardless of retail and transforming this concept into something which is like really groundbreaking. It's the concept of hitting it out of the ballpark, no matter what field you're in, no matter what you're doing and really connecting with the topic and really just connecting and just hitting it out of the ballpark, no matter what you do, that would be, be my. Be authentic. So that's uh, the, the penultimate word from, um, from Peter. Thank you very much. And now we're gonna have the ultimate word because ladies are always the ones that we uh, we adhere to. But of course, you work so well as a team. What would you say is your number one life experience with what you've been doing? What advice can you leave us with? Well, I, I put it in a neon art sign in the store. Love made me do it. Love is what ultimately is guiding my every intention in my day. Peter's taking that in going, good. That's a good, <laughs> and it's true because you live by authenticity. May we all thank you wholeheartedly. You've come live from Calgary, Canada, the largest um, event space for weddings, events, 
runway, men's tuxedos, your consultants to stores, you're starting your consultancy as well. You have other expansion plans. You have exclusive bridal gowns. Can I say that it was an absolute thorough delight? And I think you'll be really enjoying our hot topics for next weekend. A, a standing applause. Thank you. And to all our viewers, uh, please don't forget that we actually have all the broadcasting information down on the comments box. If you want to then go into our archive of all the shows which we started nine months ago at the end of January 2021, I welcome you and I invite you to go on to YouTube channel, Henry and Friends Live, where all our podcasts are captured and we're also starting to be on various audio podcasts, which I can um, update you as well. As always, at three minutes past the hour, May I say this to all of you, it is our honor and pleasure to invite you and to welcome you every single weekend. Do connect with Peter and Christiana on the bridal, sorry, bridalcenter.com. And if you want some real eye candy, then you go on to uh, One Day EXP, um, at One Day EXP. And let me tell you something, if this blew you out of the water, you better make sure you sit tight and, and, and fast. Direct from our headquarters in Sydney, Australia, as I always quote a famous top 40 DJ, Casey Kasem, may your feet keep on the ground and may you keep reaching for the stars. What an honour we had. And I have to end off with um, just some of the work that Christiana and Peter have done. What an extraordinary weekend episode. Bye for now.